Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, it saved the world from Barbara Streisand. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and the red light is rolling. We are live. Fantastic. Mm. As I take a swig of coffee, um, you will hear uh, chocolate salty balls. No, uh, a voice <laughs> uh, which is deeper than mine, unusually. But Paul uh, Paul Ward is joining me today. Um, Paul Ward has uh, the Blacktop Method, which is a, a coaching methodology. And how I know Paul is we've known each other for four years, three years, Brilliant. something like that. Yeah, it's been a fair bit of time. Um, we originally met at, I think, the Business Club, which we've actually just been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we originally met at the Business Club when it was run by Brian Stones, uh, which is a chap in Peterborough, a networking event in Peterborough, uh, at the Bell in Stilton, which I got married at, interestingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Paul, uh, you, you'll have heard me talking last podcast, for example, around NLP. Well, Paul actually helped train me uh, in NLP, uh, was a co-trainer on the course and uh, absolutely fantastic on both the practitioner and master practitioner. So just for the benefit of the listeners, I've given you a little bit of an intro, Paul. Just, uh, yeah, give you give yourself a bit of an intro for the listeners, mate. Well, that was a pretty good one, I have to say. <laughs> it kind of summed everything up. But um, I, I guess with, with the conversation that you have had around NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, I guess it would be good for me just to go on a quick background as to where that came from in my journey. So I... Uh, many years ago, uh, it feels like a hundred years ago now, um, I was in retail management and it was in retail management that somebody introduced those three letters to me, NLP, and, and I saw it as an opportunity to um, to learn something and explore something that I could say, hey, I know neuro-linguistic programming and it sounds really difficult and complicated, um, which for a retail manager at the time was was something kind of cool. Um, But it led me on a path of more personal development, more interest. And um, I did uh, did my master, uh, my practitioner course in NLP about 10 years ago now, followed by a master practice. So that's like the level up, if you like. And I know that you've just done that. So that's where we uh, train people to use all the skills, the knowledge and techniques of NLP. Um, And I started co-training just because I was interested in deepening my knowledge which then led me to become a trainer so four or five years ago nearly um, I went across to Thailand um, did four weeks intensive training to become a trainer of NLP and um, and yeah things have grown since then uh, so that's that's my NLP uh, background which I still use uh, and um, it's interesting because NLP has helped me a huge amount and the people that I've come in contact with to train but also the coaching clients I've worked with. Um, But I'm starting to um, explore the possibility of not referring to myself as an NLP coach, rather than I help people with various techniques of which NLP is one. Um, But certainly, once you start exploring the world of NLP, it becomes embedded into your system. And even asking those closest to you NLP-based questions, um, maybe uh, in in the family environment, which I know is kind of 
That's happened to you, I believe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Paul. Yeah, so um, Paul arrived at the uh, the flagship HQ uh, earlier on, and uh, we've had our team meeting today, actually. Uh, we had our March team meeting, and we've been to Wagamama's for lunch because I promised the team I promised the team a lunch after they'd got a number of uh, uh, Google reviews last year. And uh, so Maggie is in the office, rarely, and first time you've met Maggie, isn't it, it Paul? Is. And uh, we had a little bit of a laugh and a joke where she's gone, oh, you're responsible for this NLP you tried to do on me the other day in the office. <laughs> 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 so hopefully I'm a little bit more subtle than that. But it's, uh, it's actually quite tricky with your partner because um, I guess when I ask a, a question which is possibly a bit stranger to what she's used to me asking... It's very noticeable, and obviously she knows I've been doing the training, so mm. uh, she's very sceptical. She'll look at me and go, Are "You NLP and me?" Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, I mean, it's, it's so many situations and stories we've had of that of uh, people going back home and, uh, and and listening in a different way, and it, it is amusing, but ultimately that's that's the essence of NLP that the world in which we exist to use a big phrase, the reality that we see out there, we take as, um, well, as being real. Um, but actually, it, all it is is how we listen to it or how we see it is based on our own filters. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you start exploring this wonderful world of personal development and NLP, you start to question that and mm-hmm. think, well, what if I saw things differently? What if I asked different questions in certain situations? What if I was to take on that challenge of public speaking or um, going for that 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 position that role um, or starting my own business and once you start exploring it you you then start to realize all different avenues that are open to you Uh, I mean as I say I started my NLP journey while I was in work I was still working in retail um, thinking at some stage I'll set up my own business then I changed jobs again and thought at some stage I'll set up my own coaching business and um and then three years later i thought i'm definitely going to set up my own coaching business and, and i was dropping one day a week to do some coaching i was coaching with a company uh, where we were focusing very much on on individuals with neurodiverse conditions such as adhd dyslexia etc so it was my first real opportunity to do some paid for coaching and um and then a wonderful wonderful thing happened i was made redundant and that moment I'd been waiting for, for to setting up the business actually happened. Uh, and suddenly I found myself that I was introducing myself as Paul of, um, at that time, Solace Coaching. I've changed my name, and I'll, uh, the brand's name. And I'll come to that in a second. Um, but it, it's suddenly those things that I'd been putting off. Am I good enough yet? And I realised, well, that moment's never going to come. It's just get in and do it. But uh, uh, And so from that moment I got made redundant about six years ago now. Mm. has led me to where we are now sat here talking to you I wanted to just share because I thought it'd be interesting for listeners hopefully for yourself as well um, the the story behind because I, I kind of missold the conversation that Maggie and I had and, and, and it, in, it encapsulates interestingly uh, what, what NLP is so as part of doing the training I've become more consciously aware of how things make me feel and the way I think about stuff and what had happened that morning that Maggie and I had the conversation in my office uh, at work was we were sat round having breakfast with Shannon, my, Maggie, Maggie's oldest daughter, my stepdaughter. And 
um, her ballet teacher had messaged Mag saying, actually, Shannon's here doing so much volunteering, she might as well train as a ballet teacher. It's only £1,600. And... Um, etc 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 so Maggie's reading this message and she's already said to Shannon as I'm busy making my breakfast saying to Shannon oh Amy Amy has suggested that you become a trainer and it's only this much money and I think that's a really good idea and I sort of semi-listening in and then she turned around and said to me Pete what do you think about it and so often that sort of interaction would occur and you wouldn't uh, many people would be they'd, they'd feel certain different ways about it I certainly felt a little bit um, un, uneasy about it because I've not really had an opportunity to digest and it's a lot of money um, so when money comes into it that's obviously I know that's a bit of a trigger for me anyway um, but she she's obviously it's, it's quite a bit of money I've not really thought about it. I'm right in front of Shannon so I'm conscious that I don't want to negatively impact her by my reaction so I felt a little bit on the spot and I felt largely quite uncomfortable. Um, but I, I put a face and it was like, yeah, 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 that's all, all sort of fine. Anyway, it's a little bit more in depth with that, but that, that's sort of the, 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 the basis of the conversation. And then later on, we're in the office, everyone else is at school, that kind of thing. And um, Mags and I just had a bit of a chat in the office aside and I, I said, um, you know, this thing about Shannon, et cetera, et cetera, the, the training, it's... it's um, I'm sorry that I probably didn't give the reaction that you'd hoped for um, and I assumed that you were hoping for me to be really positive about it. And she said, well, yeah, I was. And I was like, well, how do you think, how do you think I felt about it, actually? Uh, at which point she turned around and said to me, are you trying to NLP me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but when in reality, it was just a general conversation. But ultimately, one of the things that NLP's made me more aware of is I, I realised that the way the communication had been structured was essentially the decision was already made. It didn't really matter what I thought um, because it had already been stated to, to Shannon that it was okay. So the, the communication at the time was a little bit strained, um, but we ended up, you know, we ended up on, the same, on the same page and rebuilding uh, rapport, uh, which is something yeah. we talk about in NLP. Um, but that kind of interaction in couples particularly happens all the time, doesn't it? All the time, yeah. you know, where uh, an, assumption, an assumption can be made. And uh, if you don't kind of go along with the expectation of how someone else uh, perceives you should react to it, then that can often cause, cause a conflict. 100%. And, and not only with... Uh with, with partners um, in, in relationships, but in business and uh, in families, in, in friendships, in sales, all different areas in which we perceive that the other person that we're communicating with understands the world in the same way that we do. And, and so often that just simply leads to conflict because we're trying to squeeze two different, differing opinions into one. Um, and when, when someone doesn't agree with us or see the same way of, uh, that, that we are at the time, we may fight back. What you are uh, are now starting to explore with your NLP training and, and awareness is there are different options. And by knowing that and noticing how you just described there as well, that um, the conversation made you feel a certain way. So you've now got a heightened state of self-awareness. You've now dis gone through this process, which I like to talk about, which is before all this training and exploration into personal development, it's highly likely that you would have reacted. You would have just simply said something in the moment about, right, this is what I think. And 
we all know how that would have ended up, yeah. Um, but this, this, if we can just move people just as simply as, even if this conversation helps people think about, I now have a choice. I can either react to the people and situations in front of me, or I can acknowledge and understand what's happening, be aware of how I'm feeling, and then start to make some decisions on how I'm going to respond. Mm. Uh, and you've described that really, really well there in terms of um, you felt uncomfortable, it wasn't right for you to give too much of an opinion one way or the other, and then discussed it later, which then dissipates. It may not still have got to the solution you were looking for, but it's, it's maintaining that connection you had with, with Maggie, obviously, um, or if we switch that to a business client situation, um, that we have the conversations in a very different way, just by one of the NLP presuppositions, respecting the other person's map of the world. Um, these, these what seem like slightly cheesy little phrases, but actually if you start applying them in the world in which you operate, we can navigate in a very different way. Um, and and uh, to begin with, sometimes when we're navigating, we we bump people on the head with the oars um, by by insisting that we you know we want to share our NLP knowledge with everybody, yeah. um, and and that comes gradually. And then over a while, um, we we end up just asking questions in a very intuitive way, um, just to be curious about what actually is going on behind people's language, mm-hmm. because the language people use is is. It's only a tiny fraction of what's going on in their mind. So the, the skills you've learned on your NLP courses is about those intuitive, um, exploratory questions to uncover the deleted information that's going to help us all communicate in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and sort of, so ana- analysing the two positions after, after Mags and I had had the conversation, which became strained at the time, but then got easier, there were two very clear positions based on our maps of the world. So... My map of the world involved something along the lines of if it involves the children and we're to have an opinion on it, it's best for us to discuss it privately first. Uh, that £1,600 is quite a lot of money just to say yes to without exploring it first. So that's kind of my map of the world. And then the other one is just from a pure business sense. So Shannon already does a part-time job. She's paid nearly nearly £10 an hour potentially for it. And after a £1,600 investment, she'd either potentially earn 10 to £15 an hour as a ballet tra- uh, teacher. Okay, so obviously that's good money, but the business part of my brain is going, that's a big investment for potentially not a lot to gain. So that's the map of the world that I was running. Whereas Mags is just running a world of, she's my daughter and I want to give her everything that will make her happy. To, to oppose it, ultimately the outcome ends up being the same once we start to explore and understand where each other are coming from. And I, I ended up agreeing with her is in that ultimately the right thing to do is that we, we work hard to support our children with everything that we can for them and that she'll be really happy uh, to do ballet training and it will do, give us something that she'll find as very rewarding in the future. But you kind of got to overcome that, <laughs> that, yeah. initial, that initial map. Yeah. I suppose, of, yeah, of how things are. And, and we can overlay that into, <clears throat> as I say, lots of different situations that you both had the same common goal, which is to give the best you can to the kids, uh, to lead a happy life with you two together, etc., etc. Yeah, uh, And we now transpose that into a business situation where um, if, if things are going well, um, then suddenly everybody is, is communicating brilliantly. But there are times where, where, where people will start to go in a slightly different direction. And that's where conflict starts to 
to feed in. But if we can start applying some of this knowledge in business, and the more people we can talk to, in not necessarily we train everybody in NLP, but just explore the potential to see things from a slightly different angle, mm. to be able to have conversations that aren't aren't racked full of emotion, uh, we can start to unpick the bigger problems before they become real issues. Mm. Um, and that's the same with uh, you know we we talk about deletion. In, uh, in in our filters with NLP and how we distort information come into us, and we demonstrate that with some f- funky little slides and what have you. And um, uh, but once you become aware that that's what we're doing all of the time, when somebody is not understanding what you're saying, and we've all been in those situations to think, oh God, how many times do I explain this? Well, the reality is clearly there's something about our communication. We take ownership of that to be able to change it so that we can help the other person understand in a in a clearer way, and that helps in in sales, marketing, business, relationships, mm. parenting, and wherever else you want to take it. So, uh, um, no, I I think the communication, the linguistic aspect of NLP, is something that you you don't need to go on a course to to be interested in that and have the effect. Um, pan out on you because that's that's where we where we that's how we communicate in this world through our language so so the more attention we can pay on on to how we say things um we, we might end up with more more ballet dancers that's, <laughs> that's all i can say absolutely absolutely talking of which so i'm not ballet dancing today yeah. mate i told you I've, I've done enough of that i think you'd look great in a black tutu a black tutu yeah definitely <laughs> um no, so I, I'm keen. I'm keen to understand uh, solace coaching and then the blacktop method. Are you able to explain a bit more sure. around the transition for you? Sure. Well, uh, I like um, many people. Um, you know, it's, it's a journey. You know, we, we myself and, and Bevis in, in the NLP world and, and a number of coaches that I work with. We don't want to stand in front of a group of people and say, "Look at us, we're fixed, we're magnificent," and um, you know we're all on a on a journey on a different stage. And um, when I first started my coaching business, um, I was married, and um, we were, had a plan that we would build a business where we were looking at uh, health and well-being along with coaching. And uh, the overarching uh, brand for that was Solace. And um, you know, that, that's where we, we started. Um, life doesn't always run in a straight line. And, uh, um, and, and, and my ex-wife and I are not together anymore. We're still, still very good friends and we're raising the children together separately. Um, and then you carry that name with you, Solace Coaching. And I thought, you know what, does that represent me uh, and, and what I do? And I decided, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple as that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't represent me in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I, I went then exploring in what a name of brand would be really special to me in terms of I identify with, and this is a bit about me and a bit about the brand, but it's also a bit about what I encourage my clients that I work with um, and individuals that, that are looking to grow their own brand, but either from a personal identity or or wherever else it's going that. It's that authenticity. I can't say it right today. It's too much coffee you've been feeding me. <laughs> uh, the authentic piece, yeah, to be really uh, able to describe who you are. So if I was describing myself as solace coaching now, I'm not bought into that anymore, mm-hmm. as as a as a uh, you know as a coach myself. Whereas black top coaching, and leading on from that, the black top method, um, 
it actually really does mean something to me now. And there's three reasons or three pieces of information, background as to why I've called it Blacktop Coaching. The first one, we're sat here today and uh, we're in black and um, <laughs> I'm renowned for, because I feel very comfortable in black. Um, someone once said to me, it's slimming. Uh, and I thought, well, that's, that's an additional bonus. Um, but I've always just felt comfortable wearing black. It's all part of my... Um, identity is that the music I used to listen to when I'm growing up that I still listen to now um, and uh, so, so I always wear a black top so it's kind of convenient and easy as a brand um, so that's one one part of it the second part is um, you've mentioned you know the conversation we've had music and, and, I, and I follow a, a band a very special band uh, for 40 odd years that I've been buying their music and um, when I was uh, first getting into that band 40 years ago, um, there was a, an album of theirs, the first album I bought, where I loved the artwork. And I was at school with the wooden desks, and I was drawing the artwork on the desk and scribbling away. And I still remember to this day my geography teacher, no, my history teacher, sorry, coming over and leaning and saying, are you writing on the desk? And I looked him in the eye and went, no. And he looked back at me and went, Okay, <laughs> walked off, which is a bizarre experience when I was caught red-handed. Uh, but that artwork that I was drawing on the desk was from an album called The Top. Okay. And uh, so that's, that's kind of linking that part of it. But the, and I'm assuming that's a Cure album. It, it, oh, that's great knowledge, mate. Well oh, done. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, 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 I'm well just done. making that, just a little leap there. Just a yeah, little leap. Yeah, a little leap. When's, the, when's the eyeliner coming in? Uh, no, that was back then. Oh, you know, okay. I'm not going to start wearing like, <laughs> eyeliner now. You know. They do uh, wear eyeliner. They? they do, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I look great for it, actually. Yeah. But uh, while we're on that subject, <laughs> now you brought the subject up, I, I, as I was growing up, so I was into The Cure and Robert Smith and everything that came with it, and the whole attitude of the music this attitude of there's a path over here, but now I'm going to choose this one over here and staying true to your values. Mm. And my parents, my dad in particular, used to tease me and say, why are you watching somebody who wears makeup? You know, and it was like 40 years ago and he had his, his map of the world. Okay. Um, and to this day now, they, they, when I say that, because I've just recently been to see the cure a few times mm-hmm. and um, I was chatting to my parents and they said, does he still wear that makeup? Did they? And I, and I think, yeah, because... That's, that's who he is, you know, and, and, and that means something to me. Not necessarily the makeup, but it's, this is me, this is who I am, this is my identity, this is how I turn up as an authentic version of me, um, and I'm going to stick true to it. Because in my retail career, I'd put a suit on, and it was never me. Mm. Um, I was being something I felt I should be, whereas now it's a case of I turn up, I've got the tattoos on the arm, I dress in black, I love to talk about music, um, you know, just accept me as I am, um, because I feel that's everybody's right to do that. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. Flagship Partners help their clients become safer, greener and greater through a range of consultancy and training services. We offer audits through to risk assessments, contracts through to support with managing your culture, all the way from mandatory training through to management training as well. So if you need any support, please do get in touch with Flagship Partners today. So, so that connection back to the music, definitely. And the third reason um, is more, more philosophical. And, you, you know, I'm being serious now. Philosophical. Okay. Come okay. on, Pete. No. Okay. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I've got my, I've got put my straight face on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah put yeah. your serious face on. So, so I love the little miniature metallic black spinning tops. Okay. They could be any colour. 
but black is probably best. Um, and I see, I see that as a symbol of my client because these, these wonderful little spinning tops, they were in the film Inception, most people are familiar with them. The, there's something unique about them. When you, when you start to spin them, they have a wobble. Uh, and then over a period of time, they gain their own center and they stay still. So I see the spinning top as being my client, the person I'm working with. And my role is to support them in getting them spinning until they find that central point where they can spin by themselves. And that might mean that we need to adjust the speed or we might need to adjust the surface on which we're spinning, the environment in which people operate. And occasionally the wobble comes back. And we need to work on finding ways of maintaining that. So there are three reasons. Now, when I think about blacktop coaching, it resonates completely with me. And I think those who know me well will also agree that, yeah, that, that's Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas solace coaching previously, less so. Fantastic. And it was blue. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I can't even imagine it. No, there you I can't go. even imagine it. So I realise now that you've got a spinning top on your arm. Yeah, that, 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 is, that, that is, is what that yeah. is, yeah. So that's that's from the album, the top. All these are from the are top. They? Yeah. Oh, so okay. so that's actually what that is. So uh, we're we're pointing at Paul's left arm at the moment for those yeah. that aren't watching on well, even if you watch on video you won't be able to see. But no. yeah, we're having yeah. a moment looking at yeah. Paul's left arm. Yeah. You'll have to like put a photo over so that we can like put it on the video for YouTube or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, or people can explore my LinkedIn. And oh, that's, that's, I did a post on there about, you know, because someone once said to me, um, now you've got these tattoos on your arm, um, do you cover them up when you go to talk to corporate clients? And I, and I kind of looked at them slightly bemused and like, why on earth would I do that? And, and they said, well, they may not choose to work with you because you've got tattoos. And I thought, well... How about I wouldn't want to work with them if they can't accept the tattoos, you know? And I think that's that's. I think we we all want to work uh, with the people that we enjoy working with. Mm. And if I want to work with someone who has a problem with tattoos, then they, they, we're not we're going to have a challenge aligning um, throughout. It doesn't mean it's I can't, but it's more a case of let's not let let that be a problem. Yeah, got you. Uh, do you know what I I, I uh, really resonate? I think with um, what you're saying about authenticity and authenticity to self um which is what i heard um i heard a fair bit and it's something that i've i've certainly had my had my challenges with around um you know coming out of my corporate career and into running the business and even i I guess sort of uh this sounds sort of like a bit deeper meaningful but finding out who i am and what i really am and uh what's what my values are and what's really important to me as well and um it's interesting because even now talking about it has brought up a bit of a conflict around um, like selfishness or uh, so in my head part of my programming somewhere around spending time to consider how how you feel about stuff is um, a little bit selfish which is interesting actually I'd not really picked up on that before but it's interesting I think self-coaching going yeah, yeah a little bit of self-coaching I think I need to reflect on that a little mm. bit um, but I um I find, uh, you know, I, th- I find it fascinating thinking, like you say, thinking about those things. And as I think about my future, as uh, as as I progress as Pete Rushmore, I think it's uh, it's interesting to think about what's really of your highest values and what what identity is. I think that's fascinating. To be mm-hmm. fair, uh, tell me a bit more about the blacktop coaching, the blacktop method. What what is the blacktop method? The blacktop method um, is something that that. Once I changed the brand to Blacktop Coaching, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 
I, I started to reflect on it and, and think about the tools that I use um, in my coaching and training of other coaches and consultants. So I train NLP. We've talked about NLP quite a lot today. Um, I also train other coaches and consultants in the motivational maps tool, um, as well as um, public speaking and so on and so forth. So it's a whole package of stuff that I, I, I work with other people with. And I thought, well, you know, there must be, there must be something that, that can pull all this together. So I started having the idea about two years ago and um, to, to also connect a little bit with well, the, who are the people that I normally work with or well, the people I'm kind of spending more time with are, are, are business owners, entrepreneurs, senior management sometimes, um, but people who are reaching a certain point where they feel they're at a junction or they've come to, as, as my business coach often says to me, they come to a clearing and there's options for where to go. And I thought, well, if I can, I could take people down the NLP practitioner journey and train people in that, or motivational maps, or single coaching. I thought, well, actually, what if I combined it all together? So that's where the, the seed started to, uh, to set. So what I've created now is an amalgamation of all of that, the experience I have from, from the one-to-one coaching that I've been delivering. And there's something that you know what this is like, the, the energy that people have on a course. So on our NLP courses, there's a, 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 we co-create throughout the week. So we have, um, we have people who don't know each other on day one. And by day four, five, six, that actually there's this, this wonderful energy that's being passed around the room. And, 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 and as, it, as it kind of gets to the end of the week, you know, you can really feel it's really tangible. So I still want to keep hold of that. So I created the Blacktop Method to do group coaching programs. Um, so it's a three-day program in person. And what it is, is accelerating the whole breakthrough process. So you as a master practitioner of NLP, you are a breakthrough coach. So you can take people through these journeys to let go of the limiting beliefs, understand their values, etc., etc. And there are many coaches out there that will do that over a six, 12-month period of time. I want to work with people who, who want it now, yeah, uh, who are feeling uncertain about choices that they've made that has led them to where they are now um, perhaps a little lost maybe feeling pretty good about what they've got but just lost of what the future might bring that direction that clarity of where they want to be and we've used the the word authentic a few times in our conversation today but it's you know if I was to really challenge someone and say to them well, well who are you who are you? Well, I'm not sure I'm ready for that answer. Um, who am I? Um, oh, bloody hell, Paul, put me right on the spot. Uh, I should know the answer, really. But um, but that, 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 see, that's interesting. Well, I'm going to take you off the hook straight away because yeah, it's, it's unfair to do that. <laughs> but it's something that we, um, we, we kind of project something out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm a business owner, so you're... You're here hosting this this um, podcast, and I'm I'm blacktop and, and blah 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 and all these different things. But deeper down, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I when I look into the mirror to think about you know who am I turning up as and mm-hmm. who am I most comfortable being? Um, so, so I want to explore that as well. So so there's three pillars to the blacktop method, and the first is is clarification, um, and so that that's effectively day one. So clarification is all about what exactly is it that you want. 
Yeah. So I asked somebody this morning, what is it you want in your business? Because they've got some great stuff going on. And I said, so where's this leading? And they were uncertain. And it's okay to have a level of flexibility. But I think if we, if we know what our destination kind of looks like, we've always got a sense that we're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I liken it to the, the sat-nav on your phone, yeah. And I love it now how you can program in a destination and you can drive around wherever you like. It will always recenter you back to where you were heading. That's what I want in clarifying what your direction in life is. By doing that, we can uncover some of the blocks that are holding you back. And then the second pillar is the authentication pillar. So that's working out the answer to that question, which yeah, I'm not yeah. going to dwell on again. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's really deep diving into, right, well, if I truly understand who I am, mm-hmm. but not only that, if we now have absolute clarification about what my vision in life is, what my purpose is, my question that's part of the process is then, well, are you that person now? And mm-hmm. so we're aiming to achieve our destination. We know that that person is going to be subtly different to what we are now, or maybe very different to what we are now. Mm-hmm. So the authentication process is about, right, how do we become that person who's going to be living the goal, living the purpose that we've set for ourselves? And we work through that on day two. Mm-hmm. So now I've got absolute clarity of where I'm going and my direction in life and what understanding what my values are. I also know exactly who I'm going to be when I get there. Mm-hmm. What I want in my life, who I want in my life, how I want to spend my life. So we've got these two wonderful um, aspects that is present in a lot of coaching and a lot of personal development. Um, and sometimes the bit that's missing is, and what next? And that's where day three or the third pillar kicks in, which is the creation so once we know where we're going, who we're going to be, creation's about, right, let's put some tangible steps in to, to start that process. And following on from that, there's accountability. So how cohort will be a part of an accountability group to ensure that we are all making that journey. Because the challenge that we were talking about earlier of um, the high of being on a course connecting with some like-minded people really stretching your boundaries is fantastic and you're immersing yourself for a week nine days whatever it might be and then you go back to work Mm -hmm. and then when you go back to work you start to um, apply NLP on your partner um, and then you're still using some of the, the tools and techniques that you use but then another week goes by and, and I'm not directing this at you, but um, I know that there's many people, and I could remember it myself, that actually, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply that, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to set my vision, but I need to get on with work first, mm-hmm. or I need to see to the family. And then a month goes by, mm-hmm. and six months go by. And it's that constant, oh, I've got to pick it up and start again. I want to eliminate that with the people that I work with to be able to um, set them on a journey that's continuous, get the top spinning so that all we need to do is just add a little bit more momentum every now and then to keep the top spinning. Amazing. Sounds awesome. Sounds, it sounds really, really cool. And um, I, uh, I, 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 sound, I, I think I'm still stuck on the question. Who am I? <laughs> um, no, so uh, it's interesting. I've had a bit of processing the whole. So I was like, "Oh, that was telling." Um, but I, the thing is, right? When you, and 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 this is just drilling into what you're talking about with the authenticity a bit more and who someone really is, because a lot of people refer to themselves as their role. And I've got multiple hat. I always say multiple hats that I wear. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a director. I'm an entrepreneur. 
you know, I've only just got comfortable with the term entrepreneur because I had some programming around what that is. I think a lot of other people have the same thing. Uh, I had I had an issue with saying I was a coach um, because I've got some programming about what a coach is. Um, and I remember as some accountability, I changed my LinkedIn profile. It's very interesting the tags we give ourselves and we sort of collect tags along the way. Um, but ultimately, this uh, this level of authenticity around who I am, uh, you, you then start thinking about, well, how, how do I think? So I've got quite a clear idea of what my values are and um, the, the, the person I am. But I think one of the one of the challenges that I think I'm with at the moment is around what does the direction look like and, and, and what, what's happening? Because one of the things I explored, and, and Paul, you are very aware of this, is that I, I feel a huge amount of duty around um, who, who I do things for. A lot of it is towards my family, but now that I've got a team of people and other leaders will feel this too, if you're listening and you, you know, you're a leader, of, you've got a team of people, uh, you feel a duty to them to do the right thing for them. And um, it, uh, it, I, think, I think one of the things is, is that, that duty can be, that can weigh heavily or you can, um, I don't know what the right terminology is or how to really explain it. I guess it's something I'm working on because that's something that has weighed heavily on in the past on me. And I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to let go of the, the weight so that it is a, a positive uh, a, a positive feeling, if that makes sense. I don't really know where I'm going, to be honest, Paul. Uh, <laughs> you, you do anything to avoid the answer in the question, won't you, about who you are. Oh, right, uh, yeah, no. yeah. It sounds like, a, a, does it sound like diversion tactics? Uh, not at all, mate, not at all. <laughs> well, you can't fool me anyway, let's put it that way. But, it, but the, the way you started there in terms of the labels that we give it ourselves, um, uh, entrepreneur, father, etc., etc. Um, I was working with somebody recently who um, had a bit of, who's had a bit of a block. Who's very good at the work that we do. We've trained them, so therefore they are good because we trained them. Of course. Um, but uh, now they are really, really good at what they do, and they they they're really intuitive with the way they speak to their their clients and the people they come in contact with. Um, but when they say out loud, "I am a coach," mm-hmm. I can see and sense that they are uncomfortable by saying that I am a coach. But somewhere in their programming, it's, I have to say it out loud, I am a coach, in order to believe it. So we, we pulled that apart a little bit, and I said, well, I, how about if you are, you are an individual that helps transform the clients that you work with through coaching? So we're changing it from, and I, I, I am a something, a label, to I am a wonderful human being that uses coaching to help people achieve their goals. And, and I could see the shift in that this individual to yeah that 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 fits so much better rather than having to live up to this label because I mean I, I went to um, I was at a networking event in uh, in London last a couple of weeks ago and um, as with most networking that you go to business networking if uh, if you had a ping pong ball and threw it into the room you'd hit at least four coaches because yeah, <laughs> there's, there's lots of different coaches out there and that's great because everybody needs help. And um, and there was, there was actually four of us chatting about various sides. So there's me and the stuff I've been talking about today. There's another chap who's um, got a franchise or works part of a franchise with uh, business coaching and has his models and, and various other bits and pieces, which is fantastic. We had another chap who's created his own tool to help in teams and another chap who does all his work outside walking in nature. So there's four individuals helping people in very different ways 
Uh, but on, on, if people came up to you and said, so what do you do? It would probably be a response, well, I'm a coach. But that doesn't doesn't really um, set it up at all. Uh, and in fact, one of them said, you know, "What do you call a, a collection of coaches standing in a room?" And came up with the idea that a fleet, of course, of coaches. So, so we were a fleet of coaches. <laughs> but my, my more serious point is, we if we continue to describe ourselves, those of us who work in this personal development world, as a coach, we're not explaining ourselves. Well enough. When it comes back to that language thing again, so, so with um, with with new coaches or people who are new to coaching, I should say, that's that's really important. And as it is in all business, to, to master your message, to be able to convey how you can help people, um, and, and and for me, it's to to help people who feel they're stuck at a junction, help get that clarity of direction to answer that question succinctly and easily of who am I <laughs> so, because if we know who we are yeah and we know who we are we can start making choices about where we want to be and what we want to do and who we want to mix with because that's where the conflict kicks in that you were talking about a second ago and I feel I should be saying things through a certain way to this individual or I should be taking on more responsibility and then beating yourself up for it because that's not you, yeah. yeah. And and as a leader of this business, and you've just introduced me to your team, it's it's how you manage and carry yourself and your authenticity that's going to be a bigger inspiration than some of the words you say, for example. Mm. And I think you you know that as you're journeying through, and making great coffee as well, which well, does yeah. help. Yeah, no, that does help. To be fair, that mm. does help. Um, <laughs> it's. This has just reminded me of one of my favourite jokes, which is how many coaches does it take to change a light bulb? Go for it. One, as long as the light bulb wants to change. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I hope people enjoy uh, that that joke. Um, Paul, uh, do you know what? The, the, the blacktop method sounds really, really interesting. So we've got... People being authentic, what their journey is, what was the third part? Creation. Creation mm. of of that future, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happens? People go on a three-day training course. What happens then after the three-day training course? So it's, it's, it's part of a longer journey. So, so they, so, and, and, and habitually I refer to it occasionally as a training course, as you just did, but it's, it's shifting less away. It's training in the sense of training who we are and how we see the world, but it's more of a coaching program in taking people on a journey. So, so you've done three days. It's, I likened it for the first time rightly or wrongly the other day to it's a bit like a personal development boot camp and mm-hmm. you're getting this intense shift in three days and so we're creating that energy I talked about that you've seen on training courses and you come off it and you're ready to change the world yeah and what I then want to make sure is right you're ready to change the world let's keep you channeled in that direction that you've chosen Um, so there will be um, regular monthly at least accountability groups keeping that cohort of people so it's a small group of people of up to 10 and that will go through the three days. And that same cohort will stay in contact each month to be able to... So if you and I were on the same programme and you tell me that you're going to be developing your coaching business, helping entrepreneurs and other business leaders um, to become great speakers and communicators and so on, and I said to you, I'm going to 
because um, it's not all for coaches. So I could be, you know, I've um, I've decided that I'm going to start a brand new business where I'm going to link exercise and nutrition and yoga um, or whatever it might be. If on day three on my creation day, I've said to you, right, I'm going to set up um, a Facebook group and I'm going to contact X amount of people and I'm going to develop my website. I'm going to have it done within three months. I want to go on to the next accountability group and I want to be challenged challenged by that because I said it out loud. That's part of the process that yeah. you know I've committed to achieving this. It's the stuff that would happen in a one-to-one coaching scenario yeah. so I've just taken on a new client so we've now got his vision in place uh, he says he's going to do stuff I hold him to account for it and that's how the coaching process works with the blacktop method it's exactly the same but it's the added um, accountability and influence of having nine other people plus me um, to be able to say right you said we are now going to do and it's also we we know that there's a high level of loneliness connected with being a business owner and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You could be surrounded by people and still feel yeah. incredibly lonely. Yeah. So here is another accountability group working with you effectively as the the um, the executive board of your mind is something that I've just created oh. in my own head. Yeah. Um, so I like it. Yeah, it's I good. Like it. It's go. good. Very I've said creative. it out loud now, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to keep it there. So, so the executive board of your mind, then people who are saying, right, tell us what you've been up to, Pete. Tell us what you are doing to grow your business or your your relationship or your your life. You know everything that's come within it, because we will share stuff in those three days that that will be really um, there'll be a level of vulnerability, but at the same time, from vulnerability comes growth um, to to move people to that other level. So it isn't a, it's not a three day program that um, you turn up feel knackered at the end of it and uh, think what the hell was that it's a three-day kickstart more than anything else to to actually then take the bigger steps once and for all to go in the direction of you your choosing of where you want to go in life but to ensure there's that level of accountability along the way with a view a long-term view um, that i do have a lot of coaches and consultants in my network and a lot of the coaching I've done in the past, there's been individuals who have transformed their lives. You have from, from accountants to GPs to actors, uh, business owners. And because they've been on that journey, um, and this probably resonates with you, because they've been on that journey, they then think, well, actually, I'd love to help people mm-hmm. take the same steps. So uh, over time, I will be having black top method coaches working with me to be able to take the program to deliver themselves okay so there'll be opportunities for us to grow the network grow the community so there is a black top community of people who've been through the program so we can extend this out to a program that we can be repeated over a period of time and eventually i'm going to keep going now because i've got my breath now uh, and eventually um we're going to we're starting the first one is going to be um in milton Keynes. Uh, that's not my intention to stay in Milton nothing wrong with Milton Keynes so I'm just starting there and I want to progress so we will have um, blacktop retreats at some stage so we'll be running a program overseas so that we take people into a space that's completely and utterly different to their regular space so it all becomes a massive transformational experience that then has some continuation afterwards amazing that sounds absolutely fascinating mate I I I sound I feel really excited by the sound of it. 
good. Good. So uh, yeah, I love the I love the thought of getting a, getting away from everything and uh, having a bit of a an energy kick start with a bit of accountability. I think that's going to really work well, mate. I think that's going to work really well. So yeah, appreciate that. Thank you, mate. Um, if listeners want to find out more about or connect with you, Paul, uh, where should uh, where should they come and look to find out more about the Blacktop Method? Find find out more about Paul Ward. Um, usually, the the easiest way is to to find everything through through my LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. uh, so Paul Ward. Um, I also have the business page, Blacktop Coaching, is is uh, there as well. Uh, but there's a link on my LinkedIn profile to uh, more information about the Blacktop Method. Uh, go through the itinerary of the three days, uh, more in depth um, detail from what I've described today. Uh, but I think we live in a world where we use social media to keep people informed of what we're doing and I'm speaking at various events as well so I've got one coming up in a couple of weeks where um, it's one of my favourite opportunities to share this information is Mm -hmm. being in front of a group of people which which is again you've been on the public speaking course I delivered a public speaking course to be able to enjoy now standing in front of a group of people sharing what I've learned and who I am and feeling not just confident, but thoroughly enjoying it. 10, 15 years ago for me, that would have well, scared me silly, to be yeah. honest. So, so to feel that actually my progression and now sharing that with others is a, is a wonderful thing to, to be able to do. Fantastic, Paul. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, see you all soon. I hope, uh, I hope listeners have really enjoyed this. Please do go and follow uh, Paul on LinkedIn and uh, find out more about the Blacktop Method. Uh, I'm certainly booked in a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, that, that won't date this podcast very well. I'm sure he's got lots of speaking opportunities if you're listening to this at any time. Um, but certainly early April 2023, I've, uh, I've booked myself in to go and listen to uh, Paul talk about that more in Peterborough. Um, and hopefully as you listen to this, uh, you'll be able to find out more by going and visiting Paul on LinkedIn. Thank you very much. Cheers. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmutt. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.